You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm joined for maybe the fourth week in a row. I'm not sure. John and Greg. All right, guys. All right. Evening. All right. Is it four weeks, John? Oh, I think it might be. Aye. I think so. Aye. Uh, you're you're getting invited back every week as long as we keep winning the charity bit. I am the lucky mascot, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, we got lucky again. Uh, we got Inverness, Dundee United, and St Johnson came in, so we got twenty pound. That was good. It's more like it. Keep Aye. chipping away. It's starting to build up a wee bit now. Aye, it is. That's fifty pound in the pot. So it's it's looking a, a wee bit less embarrassing. Although this is that was the eighteenth week. And we've been putting on £20 each week. <laughs> so, it's not ideal. But it's, it's better than nothing. And charity should win at the end of the day. Just waiting for our luck to turn. We're on this really, uh, this really bad uh, bad streak of uh, rotten luck. And I think it's now starting to turn the tide a wee bit. So, just keep chipping away. Right. And we'll have a wee look at the selections later on. I'll like to do it after the Premiership predictions, just in case anything obvious pops up. So we'll leave the selections till later on in the podcast. So rewinding back to last week, and in the Champions League, Celtic faced AC Milan in a game that there was a a few Celtic fans were confident after their display in the San Siro. Uh, But the the realists were saying, this is AC Milan, doesn't matter how badly they're doing in the league. And then it was uh, the realists really that were correct, and Celtic were were beaten 3-0. I don't know if either of you watched the game, but it was a, a pretty poor game for a, a neutral anyway, especially ne- near the end, maybe the last 20-30 minutes when it was all over. It was it was pretty boring. Aye, that was, that was, I think I said that last Monday in the, the podcast. My worry with that game was it was just going to get like a bit of a damp squib um, Celtic's campaign, and that's certainly the way it, the way it panned out. I didn't, I didn't see the game. I saw, I saw some of the goals and... And whatnot, but it sounds as though it's been a pretty comprehensive uh, defeat. The first goal was just terrible. It's it's really see if we all decided to to get in a game of seven aside and said, look, how to how would you defend badly at a corner? We couldn't do it as bad as this. We just it's it was embarrassing. It was see zonal marking. I'm starting to come round to zonal marking. I can see why teams do it, but the problem with zonal marking is. That you have to have, you have to ensure that nothing happens in your zone. You have to manage your zone. As long as nobody wins a header in your zone, you've done your job. I just think the first call was there was nobody, nobody picked up that zone. There was an area where Kaka stood. He didn't even have to jump to get the header. He stood, and he won. Who was meant to be there? Samaras, I think. Well, he was the one that was behind him. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm not sure though. Or a keeper, maybe. Forster. He could have Forster come off his line, I think. Aye, he should yeah. have. He took one half step forward and then kind of bottled it. I don't know why, because he had no no attacker near him. There was nobody uh, pressuring him like they, they usually do nowadays. There was nobody on his toes. So, yeah, I don't know why he didn't come out. I, I don't know if Samaras was the man that was meant to be there. Samaras might have been standing, thinking, "Well, I've got my zone, okay, so I'm happy. Somebody else is going to have to do that. I'm not sure." But it was embarrassing I think, anyway. I think that's the problem with it. Oh, with Zona Mark and everyone else is like, well, it's it's no my fault. I'm no picking up that area. Whereas at least with man marking, you know, yeah. that's my man. And if you don't if you don't stop him from getting a header in or getting a shot in, you're to blame. Zona marking, it's well, it can be anyone's fault. Too much mm-hmm. kind of hesitation, I think, between players. Right, it's, there's too much margin for error, and um, not enough margin for error with, with, with Zona Mark. If somebody, if somebody forgets what they're doing, it's, it almost certainly results in a goal. And, um, football players are inherently quite daft as well, so to, to rely on them to do something which requires them thinking is probably a stretch too far anyway. Whereas if you just give the old man-man and say, look, you're watching him, make sure he doesn't get away, then it's pretty clear what you've got to do. If he does get away, then there's half a chance somebody else will still come and cover for you if they see the guy free, but... For the zonal stuff, I don't. It all happens too quickly for me. For zonal marking, you need to be absolutely 100% switched on. And I've played that system for years. And if you've not done that, then you end up looking pretty stupid, which, to be honest, Celtic did uh, last did week. He a header there without even jumping. He just let it land on his head. Even you would have scored. Yeah. 
Uh, even even I could have tucked that one away. As unlikely as it was. <laughs> and then the second one was not as bad. Not as bad, but it was still still poor defending because uh, the ball came in and I don't know if it was a second or third touch, but Izagiri uh, was meant to be on the post and then he kind of got distracted by the ball and forgot exactly where it was meant to be and then it was tapped in by Zapata. Zapata, aye. That was an offset piece, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was. So, again, somebody switched off and Izagiri, see if he'd stayed on the post, easy. He would have got that easy, but he didn't and he tried a wee desperate lunge, but it, because he'd come off the post following the ball, it just wasn't just wanted to be. And then the third Balotelli just showed his, his quality, really. He was bumbling along, a bit like me when I go on a run, bumbling along, except the difference was that he still managed to get the shot away. And there's some criticism about Foster with that one, that he maybe should have done better, but I don't think so. I think he no. covered his front post. As a keeper, that's what you should do. If, if the guy manages to knock it in the far post... I don't know. I think I, I don't think he's to blame. No, no, I mean neither. No. And then, who would have thought that Ajax would have beat Barcelona? That was the one I would have been watching if I could, but it wasn't. Well, I can't think. What channel was the Ajax game on? It would have been probably on, was it on the red button on Sky Sports 4? I'm trying to think why, I'm, why I didn't watch. Oh, I was watching a Celtic game 10 minute delayed. That's why I didn't switch over. I, I would have rather watched that near the end because the Celtic game was, just got boring. It was like the Celtic were passing it about and still probing, but they realised what's the point. We needed to score four goals. That wasn't going to happen. Mm. Yeah. yeah. They made up for it yesterday, mind you. Aye, aye, that's it, aye. Uh, with a, a humping, I think is uh, the technical term for that one. When 7-0. I was on the forum prior to the game and I said, I hope it's a close one. I hope it's a, a good, close cup tie. Uh, regardless of who wins it, I just wanted it to be close. And it wasn't. To be fair, I think I think that result's been in the, the pipeline for Hearts for a wee while. To be honest, they've, they've not looked the best this season, especially um, especially the back of a young side like that as well. If you've got a big game and you go one down early like you did yesterday, it, it, the worry is if you concede another one pretty quickly, you could end up opening the floodgates. So um, I, I got to be honest, I felt a bit sorry for Hearts uh, yesterday. As much as I've got, I've got don't have a lot of time for Hearts. Just given the given the average age of that side and the fact that it's just young guys and trying to do their best, I, I, I really I, I felt a bit sorry for him yesterday watching them get down to such a such a heavy defeat. Because if you look at the, the, the you look at the um, sort of situation of both sides, it's like two ends of the spectrum. You've got Celtic there who have got you know plenty of money and they've got players who are you know head and shoulders above anything else in that league and, and then you look at Hearts are playing guys that are 17, 18 years old and trying to cobble a team together so from a neutral's point of view it was a, it was quite a difficult one to watch to be honest I thought uh, I thought Hearts were a wee bit a wee bit unfortunate to take a, a, a tanking which is just as severe as, as that one to be honest But you look at uh, Celtic's bench yeah. their bench could pretty much yeah. walk into the, the Hearts team you've got Samaras Burakhtar who was brilliant I thought in the first half against AC Milan uh, Zaluska keeper good uh, Puke rubbish <laughs> Project, <laughs> I've heard good things about him but I've not, I've not seen anything from him really Baldy yeah. well although I'm saying that Project uh, <clears throat> isn't that good Puke isn't that good I, he would walk into the Hearts team yeah, but yeah, this, this is kind of part of the problem for Celtic now as well. They've got this, in terms of in terms of SPFL quality, they've got this amazing squad um, of guys that, like you say, could you know the guys on the bench and probably on the periphery of the squad could walk into most SPFL teams. All they're playing for now is the league, which you know, although I've got some money in Dundee United, it's uh, it's a brave man that would concede any other than Celtic eventually coasting to that league in the the Scottish Cup they're playing for just now and you know it's, I think it's going to be difficult to keep I think it's going to be difficult to keep that squad of players happy I think it's going to be difficult to keep the supporters happy I don't you know Celtic could put these strong sides out and, and more or less coast the majority of games to the end of the season and I, I, I just think without that European football interest um Sort of the other side of Christmas, that it's it might be it might be a bit of a tough sell uh, for Celtic for the remainder of the season, you know, and for the for the rest of the league as well. I mean, I look at you look at this game on Friday. We get we get Celtic up at Fir Park, and 
coming off the back of the result on Saturday, which we'll know that talk about later, I just look at guys and I think, who's realistically going to get and pay £24 to watch Celtic with the squad they've got come up there and give us an absolute hiding on Friday? Is it on, t- I take it, it's on TV as well? I think it's on TV, John. I, I BT think, I think Sport or something? Yeah, BT. BT have got it. And uh, looking at what they did to, to Hearts yesterday, I mean, it's, it's really difficult to try and convince guys to go and buy tickets for Scottish football at the moment when there is this huge disparity between the team at the top and, right, maybe with the exception of Aberdeen and Dundee United this season who are rallying a wee bit, there's just a huge gulf between the top of that league and everybody else. Yeah, well, they, we might have just seen Celtic responding to the the disappointment of going out of the Champions League and out of Europe completely. They, they might have just been rallying after that. The, the gulf might not have been that big if it wasn't for that. I think that was a, a wee push, and I'm sure Lennon would have had a wee word in their ear as well, uh, despite publicly saying that he seems quite happy with how they've done in Europe, I think that he was hoping, especially from the displays early on in the campaign, that they were going to progress at the very least to the Europa League. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's a big disappointment. And that's the fact that they've not managed to even stay in the Europa. And okay, it's not going to generate the same level of cash that the Champions League will, but it still keeps that interest level up for the supporters and for the squad of players as well. Because we know these guys have got now is playing, you know, Kamarnik and Sivan for now till the end of the season. And I mean that's no that's difficult to keep him interested by that sort of that sort of level of competition. But what I did think was interesting post um your know, post AC Milan game was, was Neil Lennon's comments on the on the UEFA punishment for the banners and stuff that were unfurled. Oh right, I thought, yes. Uh, I thought it was well done. To I Lennon thought it was really once again coming out and, and saying things that he knew wouldn't be popular. It's a, it's a brave move because it's a guy who I mean, he sometimes splits the Celtic support as well. I don't think there's unanimous um, support for Neil Lennon. I think to come out and publicly say what he did um, at the press conference is a real is sticking a sort of flag in the um, sort of flag in the ground moment and saying, "Look, we don't want to see this anymore." Well, I understand what your your grief is and your argument is, but please keep it away from the football stadium. And that's that's a big move. That's you know, he's more or less saying to the, the representatives of the Green Brigade, "Look, bitch it." Don't want you here if you're doing that, which is a that's a big step. But interesting to see what happens now, sort of remainder of the season and, and their reaction to, to Lennon's comments because I think it was a, I think it might have um, upset one or two people. Yeah, the rules are pretty clear in what you're you're not allowed to do, and mm. the Green Brigade seem to think that they're above that and can just do exactly as they want, regardless Aye. of how it's going to affect the team itself. Because Aye. Celtic are potentially looking at a fine here, and well. It's very, very unlikely to happen, but there's the potential that they'll be forced to play games behind closed doors, and yeah. that's going to hit the, the Green Brigade themselves. I mean, the thing is, they, they, they seem to be picking this fight with UEFA at the moment, which um, I, I'll tell them right now, there's only going to be one winner, and it ain't going to be them, because UEFA are almost a sort of, almost a sort of faceless entity, a faceless organisation. There's not one individual there who you can who you can rally against or who you can rage against, they will just come out and they will apply a punishment to your club and there's there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you can protest and you can jump up and down all you like, but the majority of the representatives of UEFA don't, don't reside in this country, so it's, it's completely irrelevant to them, the number of people who are losing their losing their marbles over this whole thing. So I, it just to me, it just looks like a, um, it looks like an argument they're not going to win. And I think it's I think it's really interesting now that the, the people at Celtic and specifically the manager at Celtic's coming out and saying, look, we don't want this in the stadium. Keep it away. Because up until this that, point, I think there's maybe been this wee bit of sort of. I mean, a lot of people say, ah, oh, they, they bring a they, they do they bring a great atmosphere to the stadium. And I've, I'm on record as saying I like the fact that clubs have groups of fans who can get organised and do stuff. But like you're saying, if there's clear guidelines set out and things you can and can't do, if you continually flaunt the things you can't do, and I, I, I think you start. I think your position starts to look a wee bit, uh, a wee bit shaky. They seem determined to get Celtic into trouble. It's like, yep. yeah. if you're a football fan of your club, why would you go continually doing things that are going to get you know fine? Where are going to get your club into trouble? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Although I don't know, Lol came out and said, uh, "Oh, we can't be having this." Blah blah blah. 
But one thing that, that confuses me about all of this is that these are massive, massive banners, and especially the, the top banner uh, in the, the AC Milan game, that's going to take two or three people to carry. Because that was really long. They split a lot of them up, but it, that was a really long one. It's going to take two or three people to carry, uh, unless you're, you're Mr. Muscle. But they're going to carry that. They're not taking that through the turnstile. They're getting a special door opened up for them. And also, I would guess that they're going to have to store that somewhere. So somebody at Celtic's allowing them in with this banner, potentially allowing them to store it somewhere so that they're not having to carry it on match day. Who is this person that's letting them in? Why are they not checking the banner to see, look, you've promised us this, that and the other, that you're not going to break any rules with your banners. You've done it in the past, so can we just check to see that it's okay? Who is this person? That, are they yeah. not checking? Are Celtic just taking their word for it? Are the Green Brigade saying, no, you're not allowed yeah. to check? Have I got it wrong? Are they turning up? Are they getting it through the turnstile? And yeah. just, I, I don't know. It's just, a, it's really confusing that whole situation. And yeah, I mean, I'm not close enough to the club to, to know the ins and outs, to know anyone that does. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's a shame Chris isn't on because he might, he might be able to comment a bit better on just what the arrangements are but yeah. um, it seems to be there's there's a kind of unofficial arrangement that they, they get access to the certain section within the stadium and I don't know like the, the guys at Motherwell they get access like prior to the match for things like banners and, and storing them and, and making them and all that sort of stuff I don't know if the same thing applies to Celtic but yeah I would guess there's some sort of leeway granted in there in order for them to carry out the, the sort of stuff that they do but um, like you say, there, there, it doesn't sound as though there's that many restrictions being placed. Or maybe not. Maybe the guy's checking the banner. Doesn't he feel as though there's anything wrong with it? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just it's a. I I just get a bit worried when I when I see things from groups like that and they're and they're saying the the Green Brigade have issued a statement, and you think, oh, hang on a minute here. This, I mean, as much as it's good to have supporters groups in there and involved. At the end of the day, it's just a group of supporters and you ain't bigger than a football club. You ain't bigger than the history of that football club either. So yep. if the people at the top are telling you time to cut it out, and a lot of the Celtic supporters well, I think, are now saying, look, kind of had enough of this, then I think if you keep sort of banging your head against that wall, you'll, you'll find that the club will, the club will, they'll be forced to act because they're not going to accept it. Um, you know, UEFA coming and saying playing behind closed doors. So it's going to come to a head at some stage. And yeah, the, the losers are going to be the guys uh, who are going to watch a game, no, no question. One thing that disappointed me was a grumpy old man was on the forum and we were discussing it, there's a, there's a thread on this and we were discussing the whole situation and he was one of the people saying, look, just, just leave it out. And he was hinting that there was a section of the Celtic support, uh, I'm not sure whether they came out and said it or whether they alluded to it, but uh, he was under the impression that people like him maybe weren't the kind of fans that they want for the club. Somebody who disagrees with the Green Brigade is suddenly told, no, we don't want you as a Celtic fan. I'm not having that at all. I'm not having people dictate like that. We, we've all got different opinions. And I'm saying that the Green Brigade are wrong to put out the, the banner. But I'm not going to turn around and say, you have no right to support Celtic. I, I've no... I'm not allowed to say that for Rangers fans either. I can't say you can't support Rangers. I just think that it's it's, it's all wrong. It's it's really disappointing. I I don't um, like I say I, I can't I can't. It's the same situation that they had last uh, last year with the police as well. I I just don't see a I don't see an outcome in this other than one that's going to mean that the guys who have got have got good intentions at heart and want to go along and, and create the atmosphere and a bit of noise and a bit of colour, which let's face it, we need in all Scottish grounds just now. We need guys to go along and do that and young guys to go to the football and get involved. I just got a feeling that the people who have maybe got the sort of right motives behind doing that might end up losing out in the long run because of one or two who seem to be uh, determined to sort of push the push the buttons of EF if you like and put the push the buttons of Celtic for for whatever reason. Um, I don't. I don't see it ending really well, to be honest. One thing you touched on there, Greg, was the bringing some colour to the to Scottish football mm. and and trying to make a wee bit more of the match day experience. But one thing that we need to make sure that we don't go down the route of is uh, flares. For one, that's a, a big issue that <coughs> flared up again oh. when Rangers. Oh, did you like that one? Did you like that? When, uh, uh, so it's in the script here, John. You, you would have known that was coming. I never. I never got a script. Oh, what? 
Did I know that's why I don't the script? Uh, yeah. No, I never followed on the script. All oh, right. Uh, well, it was, it was Rangers fans this time were with the flares, and they, they threw one onto the pitch and damaged it. Um, well, I know the artificial pitches are, are described as being plastic, but I can just imagine it shriveling up like a plastic bag. <laughs> but but who knows? It, it's, uh, Rangers are going to get charged for Aye. that. But we just no, we I... don't need flares. It's time that we stop because you know what? That's it's, it's, it's... It's so black and white, it's not true. It says it in the rules. You cannot take these things into a football ground, along with smoke canisters and all the rest. They're illegal to be in possession of one in a football ground. So it's 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 time it was just stamped out. And I was at the I was at the Motherwell game on Saturday and I counted at least three smoke canisters being set off in the first half of the Motherwell end. And you just think, you've got to stop doing that. It's just it's just bad form for everybody who's trying hard to try and you know, get supporters getting a wee bit of leeway and a wee bit of uh, sort of coming and going with the police. You just can't do it. I mean, I, I made a big thing a few weeks ago about the Motherwell fans getting a lot of trouble at, at, um, at St Byrne for, you know, smoke bombs and flares and all the rest of it. And I said at the time, you just, you cannot take these into the ground. Stop taking them into the ground. If you take them into the ground and let them off, then you're asking for the police to wade in and give you a lot of trouble. But interestingly, on Saturday, this is, I think, where the where the inconsistency, if you like, comes in. The, the police on Saturday just didn't watch. They weren't getting anywhere near the support with the smoke canisters. So it seems to just depend on where you are and who's in charge and how much the stewards are annoyed about it. So I think I think the authorities need to be sort of clear about this and say, look, it's zero tolerance. Cop with one of these, you're getting um, you're getting arrested, you're getting charged. They're dangerous. As yep. simple as that. It's not. It's killjoys here. They're dangerous. Like a, a flare could easily injure somebody. I've seen somebody at Tina Park, a security guard, get two flares uh, banging his face. Yeah. And th- th- that could have been serious. I think he was okay because he managed to get out of the way, but that could have been serious burns. Smoke bombs, we're all we're three healthy guys. We're not, we're not getting any trouble with our breathing. But if you've got somebody who's uh, potentially breathing using an oxygen canister or something and yeah. a smoke bomb goes off next to them, they're going to be in serious trouble. And when it goes off, there's nowhere you can go really no. quickly no. to escape. You could go back no. to the, the concourse, but it's just, it's dangerous. It's just, it's selfish and it's it's, uh, it's illegal and it's dangerous. So it's time it was just outlawed completely. This has reminded me as well, during the Celtic AC Milan game, I spotted somebody had a laser pen oh, and I, shining oh, it in the Milan keeper's eyes which really, really annoyed me. I've seen it so often in Spanish football, and to see that move over into our country, I think it's just it's angered me that some fans think that that's acceptable. That's so, well, One, it's going to ruin the game of football, because how can you be expected to make a save or take a penalty or if you've got a, a light shining in your eye? And two, these kind of things, I've heard that they can damage the, your eyesight if they're powerful enough lasers... I'm not wanting to see a player being temporarily blinded, eh, permanently blinded, or even just inconvenienced slightly by a bloody laser shining in his eyes. I just think, I really hope that whoever it was that was shining, it was dealt with by security, and I hope it doesn't spread, because some we definitely don't want. It's just a nonsense, it really is. I just can't think, do they think it's cool? I don't know. I think it's just idiots. I mean, it's, it's the same, I think it's the same with the smoke bombs. I think it's just people that are a bit daft who uh, they probably don't think about their actions either you know it's like the whole you're saying before about people with trouble breathing these clowns don't think that there's somebody next to them that might have trouble breathing they just want a smoke bomb because it looks clever and it looks smart and uh, it's just daftness at the end of the day but I, I mean it's the only way to stand that out is to find people that are doing it and just say like i have to make an example of you so don't do it again but i, I mean laser pens dearie me seen it all now I've heard that they can blind you. Um, I remember uh, walking up a hill at Glastonbury and there was somebody shining a laser pen. I thought I was going to get blinded. I just kept yeah. going flashing my eyes. I kept thinking, well, how long does it need to focus in your eyeball before you get damaged? Do it's damage. an unknown. I've, I don't know. I just hope that it's stopped. Surely police can see this. Surely security cameras can spot... <laughs> A, a glowing green light, it was green in this instance, or a red light. Surely they can see that from the security cameras and go and pick out exactly who is it's doing it. The smoke bombs, that's easy to find the general area. Yeah, Same but it's, flares. 
it's hard getting the person. That's, that's the thing with smoke bombs. It's hard to get the person that's let it off because I know there's a, there's a guy that stays um, half a dozen doors down for me, and uh, he was up at he was up at Inverness. Uh, I think it was last season, and somebody had let off one of these smoke bombs. But they done is just dropped it and then booted it a couple right. of rows in front. So he's right. picked it up, and because it's bell and smoke, he's chucked it. Mm-hmm. Of course, the police have caught him chucking it. Bang! Arrested, sales, <laughs> charged. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, and he's, he's a nice guy, Lewis. He's, just, he's a young guy, but he's, he doesn't get into trouble. And um, that was him, locked up, locked up in the cells. And he's just thinking, oh, as it's, you don't necessarily need to be doing it, but if you're in the vicinity of it and you're caught even remotely touching it, that's enough. Replace yep. your your huckled. So time to time to drop, time to drop all that. Cut it out. You're not in Syria. You're not in Turkey. I mean, you're in Scotland, and it's not allowed. So. Give it a rest, you clowns. See, John, you didn't get that trouble up at uh, in Aberdeen, do you? All law-abiding citizens. <sighs> Flares, that kind of thing. Do you have trouble I, with them? I don't know. I don't stay in Aberdeen, but uh, I don't know. I think it's just... Because I don't see any Ibrox at all. I know it was Rangers fans at the weekend there, but I can't see. The last one I seen at Ibrox was Motherwell fans. It tends to be a way support, I think. Yep. The Dukes, uh, again, uh, I'd, I've not seen it in the home end at Motherwell, I, I don't think ever, because like I say, the guys that congregate at that, but I've got a good relationship with the club and they know that they get a wee bit of leeway if they behave, and if they step out of line it gets it gets taken away pronto but it's when you go on the road uh, you yeah. get these guys coming up with smoke bombs and it's just like, oh, there's a favour The problem with that as well is it gets the home team into trouble, because the other ones That's are right. supposed to be That's right. um, making sure the ground's secure and nothing happens so it's actually the home team that will get into trouble as opposed to probably the away team. Yep. But not, yeah. not that not that I think the club really should get into trouble. It's a difficult one. Um, but I suppose when you're at a football game, it is up to the club to ensure you're safe. Yeah, I, I just but don't know it's... how far clubs can afford to go to, to in terms of searching everybody. I know that when I go to Ibrox now, that uh, it's an automated turnstile I go through with my season ticket and there isn't any security really I don't get checked by anybody I just stroll in I guess that that's a it's a convenience thing it's brilliant for me I don't do don't do any, anything silly in terms of flares yeah. or that but how much would it cost to then get security involved to search everybody they're obviously trying to make cost savings and that's a, a big club like Rangers there's going to be other clubs that they just can't afford to go down that route regardless of convenience they just can't afford to have security checking everybody Nah, I can't. I can't remember the last time I searched into a football ground. It's it, it's multiple years ago, and that's including going to quite a few away games and and whatnot. Cause it's quite handy. I always try and smuggle in a haggis supper or something, you know. So I don't <laughs> pay the, so they pay for whether whether he overinflated pies. So oh, it's, uh, where, where, where exactly did you try and smuggle this haggis supper? I just tag it my and the gusset. <laughs> Drop it, my Keep gusset. Gusset's a great word. That's a great word, gusset. I think I got searched at a Scotland game last year, but that was because, I don't know, maybe it was it last year, it would have been before the Olympics because they were doing a trial at Hamden for the Olympics, for the football at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So actually, I think at the Olympics, I was supposed to like kind of searches because there was uh, potential terrorism yeah. threats. Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't you a, very... a bit dodgy, is that what you're saying? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, the beard, maybe. Is that beard? Oh. Is that beard? It's quite, it's quite right to do search folk at Scotland Games could get these ball bags sneaking whiskey in. That right, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, see, the thing is, right, I don't feel so bad because there was a guy drinking out a, out a, a half bottle. A couple of those in front. In fact, he, he was, he didn't even have a seat. He just kept stoning about, going in and out of aisles, shouting at folk, just openly drinking out a glass bottle. So he was at that, and there was me trying to work out, can I pour this whiskey into a Capri Sun pouch? <laughs> I can't, that's right, you were trying to get a, a Diet Coke or, or a Coke or something like that. At the, exactly, and all I had was Capri Sun. all I had was Capri Sun. It's just bad timing. I couldn't really put in a complaint and say, look, what am I meant to do with my whiskey now? Oh, <laughs> did you see Laurie's uh, story on the forum about when he was at the football ones? And he went for food, and he was like, oh, can I get a pie? No, there's no hot food. Uh, okay, what have you got? Crisps? All right, can I get a pack of salt and vinegar? No, we've only got ready salted. And then it turned out he was wanting a drink. And I think he was wanting a drink to mix with 
to drink is alcohol and all they had was Capri Suns. But if Capri Sun gets some sort of monopoly in football grounds... I think it's uh, the ideal yeah. choice if you want to avoid people bringing alcohol in. Can you fling it? That's what it is. It's a sachet. So if you fling it, it's not going to do much damage. That's That's maybe that. Maybe where Capri Sun make all the money from. Football grounds. Football grounds. <laughs> right, come on, get on with these results. Let's get us out of the road. Aye, right. that's what I was thinking. We've, got, we've spoke too much about the game beginning yeah. and all that. Aye, right, the Rangers game. Mentioned that it was on the telly box and it was a pretty poor game, to be honest. I don't think there was much really there to discuss. It was the penalty incident. Dive. Chris mentioned it was a, a was dive penalty, and potentially out of the box. Aye, it was missed. Ah, it was a rubbish penalty. Saved, wasn't it? Keeper saved it. Saved, yep. I should give him credit. You're right, Greg. Aye. It was definitely saved, but it was a poor penalty. I'm a call it scuffed it. Aye, aye, I had a bet on Rangers minus one, an Asian handicap. So it was quite good that he came in with two very late goals, Mickey Law and then Templeton. But aye, it, was, it wasn't a vintage performance by any stretch, but it's a mark of a team that can go out play poorly and still win and progress to the next round. Uh, so it's good, to, it's good to still be in the cup for Rangers, but I can't... There's, Wallace is maybe the only standout player. Maybe give him credit. Other than that... Aye, no. I, saw, I saw a bit of the game and it didn't look it didn't look as though there was much of a gap between the two sides, to be honest. I mean, Falkirk huffed and puffed a wee bit. Um, but in terms of quality... It wasn't a, it wasn't an emphatic performance from Rangers. I mean, they, I to be fair, they did enough. Two 0 win away from home's good enough to get you in the next round. But I, I mean, I would, I said to one of the guys in the work, this was a, I think this was an interesting test for Rangers at the weekend coming up against somebody like Falkirk to say, look, come next season, this might be a wee bit more of the uh, the type of opposition you're going to face every week. So, okay. um, I next round, that's all you care about in the cup. I notice a lot of people falling over. A lot of players were slipping. slipping. I don't know if it was Aye. the artificial surface because I play on artificial exclusively and I play where they're not playing <laughs> trainers. I love that exclusively. exclusively. I love that. Only playing artificial is exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are, they're not trainers. They're, they're tough trainers, but they've just got the wee bobbly bits. They've not got studs. I never slip. I often fall over just because I fall over my feet, but I never slip. You don't move fast enough or turn <laughs> So I don't know what was going on there. Ian Black spent a lot of his time in his arse. I, I don't know. I don't know what they were up to. I don't know if they're just not used to playing on it. Or... But these guys might just wear studs in that. I think they do. Like um, Wear full studs. I know, certainly with the, the boys team that my son plays in, uh, they play at the Astro Tough sometimes and they just wear their football boots. They don't wear Astro trainers. Yeah. See, yeah. I find that that hurts my shins. There must be a reason for that, but I get so shins if I wear, even if I wear my Copa Mundials, they, they just, my shins hurt. I don't know, I think it's just because it's too hard. It's the, the studs must be hitting the bottom rather than the grass. Do you know what I mean? Like the actual surface underneath. Aye, I, I, I don't wear studs in AstroTurf either. I've never enjoyed wearing studs in the, the, the surfaces. I used to play with guys in the old AstroTurf, which was not the 3G stuff. And they would be running about in, in bolded studs, and you think, what on earth are you doing? It's nuts. It's like running about a pair of ice skates. Yeah. Aye, there's rules at the Astro Turf I play that you're not even allowed blades. Aye, they say that, and you're not allowed to blades up metal studs. But yeah. supposedly, I'm just having a wee look here just to see what the recommendation is for what to wear at an artificial turf. And supposedly, there is kind of football boots that are designed specifically for uh, artificial surfaces. So, Aye, you get them that they're kind of a mixture of blades and mouldies. Uh, if I think they're the right, the right design, but yeah, uh, I'm sure I've seen them. They're a relatively new thing. Yeah, but they are quite studs. Studs or blades was the the option, but now astroturf trainers are now becoming part of the the range. And then these uh, astroturf kind of I don't know what you call them because they're not mouldies and they're not blades. They're kind of a mix of both. There must be a name for it, but I can't think right now. Right, looking at the other games, Aberdeen progressed. John, you'd be happy with that. I did, I did. Thistle. I know, and it was my birthday as well. It was great. I won on my birthday. So I Happy birthday. Good. Thank you. I'm currently enjoying one of my world beers that I got for my birthday. A nice. Nice. No, no, world world beers. Like, good stuff. Scotland's so, uh, in the world. I, I know, but tonight's <laughs> choice is uh, Varsteiner. Um, and I get told that's a good one. There's a boy on Twitter, Johnny G 899 oh, He said that's He said that's one of the best 
the best beers that I've got on the list. So I got a few. It's a German one. Stuff. It is a German one. Aye. Lovely. Um, he was on Twitter talking about an a extra special beer he was drinking as well. No, no, Tenants. it wasn't extra special. It was Terence and it was a freebie. They were giving it away. That's how bad it is. Giving it away. <laughs> aye, um, so you had a good aye. birthday then? Aye, it was good. Aye, so uh, with the football, I thought first half Aberdeen, I thought we played really well. Good performance. Uh, Paulet, again, he continues to impress, I think. Um didn't look the same after they get the kind of knock. He get a kind of slight injury. And then second half, I just thought we were kind of competent and been like and then just closed the game out. Um, so pleased to be in the, the next round. And I was hoping, there was two teams I was hoping to avoid. Dundee United and Celtic away. And who do we get? I thank you. We get Celtic away. Oh, is, so, it, is the draw been done? Draw was today, aye. Greg, you had me on. Funnily enough, I was not watching the draw today. Aye, <laughs> I was watching it live. I'll be in Rovers in it. I'll be in Rovers. They're in it. I don't know who they beat. Who, did, who was it they beat? Uh, who did? Rovers. Never mind that. Who did they get? Did they get a good tie? Uh, they got Stenhouse Muir, so they've got another <laughs> chance of getting through. Freaky man. Uh, there's going to be a, a minimum of three non-premiership teams in the quarterfinals. That's good. That's good. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose like with the draw at Celtic, you've got to beat them at some point. If you're going to win the cup, you probably need to be in them at some point to win it. Ah, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's, it's high. I mean, the last time we played them in the Scottish Cup was the semi-final a couple of years back, and they, they gubbed us mm. um, 4-0, and that wasn't a good day. I remember that, that, that game, and that was the year that we lost 4-1 against them in the, the League Cup as well, and we also lost 9-0 at Parkhead, and that was at all three games. Yeah. It was dreadful. Um, but then, the last time we actually drew Celtic... In the Scottish Cup, just in terms of like before the semi finals, yep. was 2008, and we took them to a replay. Pataudry, we played them, finished 1 0, took them to play at Parkhead, and Darren Mackey scored the winner, beat them 1 0. So you never know. I mean, it's, you've always got half a chance in the Cup, but you know, it's, um, a, it's, it's a tough draw. I mean, actually, you've, you've got drawn against the favourites, which is always, that's always difficult, man. Yeah. I mean, before today, we were about 8-1 to one to win it. We've now gone out to 14-1 to one because we drew Celtic away. Yeah. That yeah. shows uh, the big difference. But you never know. We, we actually, we've performed all right against them this season. And there's not been much between the teams. So, we're due a victory against them, I think. We've you missed a good a draw, Greg. It was quite enjoyable. I turned it on and it was, I was watching it live on... YouTube. Sky or YouTube? No, I was watching it on YouTube and I had Twitter open and there was at least one game behind Twitter, so I had to shut that down. So I wasn't really watching it live despite it said live. And then they had Kenny Miller and who was the other guy? They oh, had I don't know. But the, well, I don't know but the draw him. was awful. It was, I, it was terrible because they kept having to remind them to take the balls out of the pot. They never spoke. They never spoke at all or anything like you see the draw for the FA Cup. The FA Cup it's a big build up. They get some big ex player or ex manager, and then they have a wee bit of banter. They go like when they draw the teams, like the home team, they go oh, like if it's Man U or some, something, they go oh, it's like if Man City are still in the draw with us. Kenny Miller just said nothing. He just stood there and you know, took the balls out. You're just thinking, give that a bit of glamour, a bit of prestige. No wonder folk get so down about it's, Scottish football when, it's, when they it's are a, like. It's so another big gripe I made these cup draws because it used to mean when, they, when all the games were played in the one day, you used to come at the ground, nip down to the pub, and watch a draw in the pub for the next round. And that's the way it should be. The draw should uh-huh. be done at tea time on the Saturday, or the way home in the car for the game. The draw should get done live because I remember some great um, some great days in the pub after we'd, we'd, we'd won in the cup and you're watching for your team coming out and who you're getting next. That's when they should be doing it. Not a flaming Monday at lunchtime when nobody's getting. That's, and that's no one's half ready to watch it. I can only watch it today because I'm for work. But aye, it, was, it was boring. Aye, two o'clock as well. See if they'd made it at one o'clock. People could arrange their lunchtime around it. But two o'clock's just not good. Here, I found out the name of the other guy. It was Douglas Davidson from William Hill. Oh, oh. oh Dickie. Ah, Dickie, aye. aye. <laughs> I don't like him. They should have had someone from that bookie. They should have had someone from that bookie. Ah, you're right. You're right, bookie, aren't it? I do. It's William Hill, Scottish Cup, so I suppose that would be. <laughs> but, I see. He okay. stood there and then uh, Campbell Ogilvy kept having to tell him, aye, right, you're going to take a ball out. Kenny Miller, Cam- aye, you need to take a ball out now. Campbell and this was Ogilvy. after the practice. Favor, man. 
They practiced well, it as well, Greg. It's well seen that all Kenny Miller's ex-teams get home draws. Hibs, <laughs> Celtic, Rangers, all at home. I mean, there you... Aye, something up there. He's been warming his, <laughs> he's been warming his paws up in the radiator again. Aye. He was taking it seriously, though, when he was picking out a ball. He wasn't he picking out the first one. He was giving it a wee sugar about. <laughs> a good rummage. A wee taking rummage, yeah. Aye. Pocket <laughs> billiards. Um, he's traded <laughs> at Rangers just now, isn't he? Like, well, he's in the off-season. I think he's injured, but aye, he's trying to get aye. fit again. Aye. Aye. I, I just hope he doesn't come back to Rangers. But then I said that the last time round, and then look what happened. Yeah, I would take him at Aberdeen. I think he would do a job, but I think he would do all right. I think he's still got it in him. I could go to Aberdeen, kiss the badge. Hmm. Right. right, any other standout games in the, the Cup? Nah, uh, that was it. Or over the weekend there. Over the weekend and in the draw. Not sure, but I think... Um, it's probably folk have seen it in the press anyway, but the the, the captain at Stranraer, Frank McKeown, I don't know if I pronounced his name right, he's a f- firefighter that was obviously helping out at the Clutter Vaults tragedy, and then he went on to play in the game. He was helping out, I think, at the tragedy at about 8 o'clock in the morning and went on to yep. play football in the afternoon. So I think that kind of deserves a mention. Um, yeah, they I drew definitely. one all with Clyde. So, aye. Aye, uh, it was a... No. Don't want to go on about it too much, but I had a tragedy on Friday night. Uh, one of those things that you just find it hard to believe, really, that there's something like that can happen. But I, the inquest will start exactly what's what went wrong with the helicopter now that they've recovered it from the the pub. Uh, aye. So the the ties in the cup fifth round are not until February, the eighth and ninth of February, I think. I'm going to stick my neck out and say that Celtic will be on the Sunday and that'll be on BBC. Uh, they'll probably have it some daft kick-off time as well. It'll be Sunday lunchtime. They need to check the train times first, John, to find out oh, why Aberdeen can't. They don't aye. care. But they don't care. They don't care. Like Quarter they, past 12 on a Sunday. Aye, they so organise all the time. It's like they don't like the first train lessons. gets in at 1, they'll, they'll make it about half 12 or 12 on the dot just to make it awkward for Aberdeen. Bloody useless. Ah, it's, it's just no common sense at all when they, they do things like this. They just, whatever the TV wants, gets. So I might mention my team as well. Rangers got Ayr or Dunfermline, who are playing on Wednesday. So What's the, the teams uh... are, would be welcome. I think Dunfermline would be the tougher the, the two, but I think both teams are welcome, especially at home. I think we've got a good chance of progressing. What other ties do you think they're showing the TV? It's the United. <laughs> Aye, of course, Dundee United maybe against Queen of the South. Aye, aye, maybe. Hibs or Wraith Rovers, maybe, something like that. Maybe. Aye, I I don't know if they would show Rangers, I don't know, you know what TV companies are like, but they pick the the teams, the old firm teams, regardless of who they're playing, they just say, oh, they're they're involved, there'll be a big crowd. It's it's not a big tie. Unless they they get Dunfermline, maybe. They should go to, they should show like Clydersen or against Inverness. Like a chance maybe of a cup shock. They used to do things like that, whereas now it's just they'll show the old, the old Premiership tie, probably. Yeah, that's where the BBC should be coming in. I've said it before in the podcast that they're not there to be ratings winners. They're there for a public service, and they should just be saying, "Okay, Sky, you're the commercial broadcaster here. You can get Celtic against Aberdeen, and we'll pick something a wee bit different." Uh, but they won't. They won't. They'll go for the obvious one. Sky will then think, right, what's going to get the most viewers, regardless of what's good or what's bad. I think they'll pick Rangers. I think they'll just go and be boring. Aye, so moving on, there's uh, games this week. We've got Rangers against Forfa on Tuesday, I think it is. And I thought I'd mention that because if Rangers win on Tuesday, that would be them recording their, I think... I really should have looked this up, but I think it's their would be their nineteenth win in a row, and that would be their best run in competitive games since eighteen ninety nine. Greg, maybe I think I read I read that as well earlier. I think aye, aye, and then there is also the chance to beat that record if they win their next four games this year. I don't like to count my chickens before they've hatched. Is that the saying, John? I don't know. Something like that. Something that there's yeah, a something like that. I don't like to get ahead of myself anyway. Have you got chickens in the back garden or something like that? I'm at deeds in my house says I'm not allowed chickens. Not like chickens, I'm not allowed to grow vegetables in my front garden either. So 
Oh, I'm allowed one cat and one dog, or two cats and two dogs. Right. But yeah, that's that's the update on my house deeds. <laughs> no chickens allowed. <laughs> no chickens allowed. I so that's Tuesday, but it's not my turn to go in my season ticket, so my mate's going. And to be honest, I'm quite glad. I could, I'm not really bothered about these midweek games in this weather. Bit fed up with football. No, 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 not at all, not at all. But it's when I when I get home from work, Greg, I can't be bothered going back out again mm-hmm. and having a late one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. Just this time of year. I hate the dark nights. That's my problem. Right, we'll move on and do the predictions for the Premiership games this weekend. And we touched upon the Friday night fixture earlier on. That's Motherwell against Celtic. It's on BT1 at 7.45 kickoff. And Greg, I'm assuming you're there. You'll be there. I'll be there, yep, I'll be there. Can you keep me away after Saturday's calamity? I'll be going up there to see what Celtic can do to the side that couldn't put a shot on target against Albion Rovers. Ah, you'll bounce back. It'll be it'll be similar to Celtic bouncing back after getting beat by AC Milan. Ah, if the definition of bouncing back is getting humped for nothing, then you're right, we'll, we'll bounce back. Have the injuries cleared up at all in defence, or is it? Uh, it was a full squad on Saturday, John. Full squad, so couldn't <laughs> even excuse it then. There's no injury worries. There's no. It's just a, a an ability um, worry we've got just now, and the, the the majority of them appear to be pish. <laughs> ability <laughs> worry. <laughs> Listen, that you see that squad Saturday. I, I just uh, <laughs> you're talking about guys that have got between them maybe. I don't know. I don't know how many times McManus has been capped. You must be talking about 70 caps. You've got uh, Nielsen that's international. You've got Anier who's an international. You've McFadden. Got McFadden who's an international. You've got Hamill who's been capped. Uh, a couple of times. Uh, and couldn't he manage a shot and target against Albion Rovers? Was that, <laughs> that, that the first time Albion Rovers have beat Motherwell? In their history, yep. Never beaten us uh, in their history. <laughs> It is the worst. I don't. I mean, I've I've watched Motherwell for a long time, and I've seen some. I've seen some poor ones. I can't remember a more embarrassing result than that one on Saturday. It's just an absolute howler. I think though, one good thing about the kind of one on Saturday, I think I was maybe watching sports scene on Saturday night, or was it last night? One of the two nights anyway. Though, and there was a wee old guy, and he'd, he'd been supporting Albion Rovers for seventy-five years, and he said, and they were asking him who he'd supported, and he said, oh yeah. You need to support the underdog, and I just think, yep. nice for that, yep. you know, yep. that kind of guy who's like watched Alvin Rovers all his days, and that's probably the best victory he's seen. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. and as much as as much as much I'm disappointed we're at the Cup, because it's, I mean, I don't want to get into it, but the financial implications for us of that result on Saturday off the back of the get out to the first round in, uh, in the League Cup to Aberdeen, to the fact that we're probably looking at finishing, I think, bottom six at the moment, Financially, that's a hammer blow to us. But all that taken into account, it's you would have a heart of stone not to uh, not to look at those Albion Rovers fans on Saturday and say, "Do you know what? Good luck to you," because that's do you know what? See, see, being a football supporter, that's a football supporter. Guys that go and watch Albion Rovers who are t- who, who who will win nothing probably ever, and that guy who's seventy will have watched so much garbage his entire life. That for right. me. That's what I take out. I think, do you know what? Good on you. Enjoy your day. And uh, it's just a shame they had to get a big, a bigger tie in the next round. I was hoping they might have got like a, like a Celtic or an Aberdeen or a, or a Dundee United or something. It's just a pity they've got Steny. But um, uh, it's one of these ones on Saturday. You just need to go. Do you know what? Let's go and have a couple of beers because that was chronic. Uh, so I'm going to go for uh, an away win, but I'm not going to go as drastic as you're suggesting here Greg I'm going to go 2-1 to Celtic the last time they met at Celtic Park it was 2-0 mm-hmm. so ah, well, 2-1 we, we, I think this time we beat them at home a couple of times last season but it ain't going to happen Friday for nothing Celtic oh. uh, I was actually thinking along the lines of Craig with 2-1 to Celtic as well Oh, I'd, I'd bite your hand off for a 2-1 I really would, I just cannot see it happen right the next game up is on Saturday and Dundee United against Hearts and it was a 0-0 draw the last time they met in September. I'm going to go for either 4 or 5-0. Oh, Hearts, 4 on the Hearts. Dundee United are scoring for fun. I don't know what's happened to them this season. 
Martin Alanis start. working wonders. That front four, that front four are superb. Yep. Just now, but I think is it uh, Sifty, whatever his name is, Chifty. Chifty. Has he got injured for the next five or six weeks? Did I read that right? Maybe. Has he not got... spotted that? I've not seen that. Aye. I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm sure I read that. that. I think Dundee United will probably score a few goals as well. Um, I'll go for 3-0 though. Aye, I'll, I'll go with that as well, 3 nothing. United. Aye, scoring for fun. Next one up is Hibs against Partick Thistle. And the last time they met, it was 1-0 to Hibs. Hibs are at home this time, I'm going to go 2-1. Eh... Uh... One each for me. I'm still not convinced Hibs are, uh, are any better than they were under uh, Fenland than they are under Butcher. Uh, and I, I, I think Partick Thistle are uh, they're garbage at home, but they seem to be all right on the road, so they might sneak one. One each. Um, I think I'll go 1-0 to Hibs. 1-0 to Hibs. Next one is Ross County versus Kilmarnock. It was 2-0 to Kilmarnock the last time they met. I'm going to go for 1-1. Nothing each. Um, I'll go for two all. Next one up is St Johnson against Aberdeen. The last time they met it was a uh, Paul Band nil nil. I'm going to go for two two this time. Ah, uh, difficult one to call. This both sides both sides more than capable of winning. Um, and maybe home advantage just edges it for St Johnson two one St Johnson. Um, I think it'll be kind of quite a tricky game. It'll be a a kind of a warm-up for the, the semi-final in the Communities Cup. So, I don't know. I think maybe it'll be 2 all. I can see goals in this game. Mind you, last time I said that, I think it was about St Mirren against someone. I said it would be 3 all when it finished 0-0. So, maybe <laughs> you should all be getting your money on 0-0 for St Johnston against Aberdeen on <laughs> uh, Saturday. But I'll go 2 all. Right. Next one, St Mirren against Inverness. Inverness won 3-0 last time they met. But it's all change there, it's all change at St Mirren as well. I think I'm going to go for a home victory in this. 2-1 to St Mirren. What? Blimey. Um, right. can, I can't see that. I don't I, I don't see that Inverness are, are any different from the side they were. Uh, when Butcher was in charge, still got the same personnel, still got the same, um, the same ability to grind the result out. St Mirren, although they've improved, I still think they're, they're a bit off the pace. Uh uh, 2 nothing Inverness. Uh, I don't know, well, St Mirren did well in November, but I think that might have been down to Stevie Thompson having his moustache for November. Mm-hmm. But now he's, he's shaved that off now, so... Oof, what, what, I don't Was know, he got rid of it? Aye, did you know, see on sports scene the other night, I think someone gave him a razor blade. They were asking about the moustache. It, it was a fine moustache by the time it had finished. Um, certainly better than a lot of the other efforts I saw. Um, I met somebody but, on Sunday and he said he was keeping his for an extra few days just to wind uh, up his wife. I think so. Quite right. Um, but let me see. I'll go for... Go for 2 all. That's one. 2 all. Right, so out of those, I'm just looking at the, the predictions we've made in terms of uh, selections for the charity bet and I think the Dundee United game is an obvious one. <clears throat> I went 4-0, and both of you went 3-0. Do you want to know what I think? Right, tell me. I think it's a double. I think it's Dundee United minus one, Celtic minus one. Both of them about even money. I think that's your bet for the weekend. Aye, that could be quite good. Oh, uh, you go down to minus one. Now, do okay, do handicap bets. Well, they definitely do Asian handicap, but we're not wanting to do an Asian handicap, I don't think. No, they do minus ones. I've checked, I've checked, the, I've checked online they do the handicaps because I've looked at the odds there. Because an Asian handicap would just confuse things. It's um, definitely available. Right. Celtic minus one, 11 to 8. Am I looking at Dundee the... United minus one, 65. Am I looking at the right one, Greg? You've got the website open. Uh, I've got the website. I just took it back to the Celtic game. Um... 11 to 8 sounds about right, aye. I think it's just aye, better than It's under the three-way yep. handicap. Three-way handicap, yep. Right, OK. 11 to 8 for Celtic, minus 1. And then you also said the Dundee United game. Yep. I'm a wee bit slow at working this website. Because normally I just add it up in my head, don't I? Mm-hmm. Right, and Dundee United, minus 1. Yep. 65. The double oh, returns fifty-two pound twenty-five pence. Oh, aye, I like that. 
Oft. Right. I think that sounds that good. sounds awfully high. Aye, it what does. You get the Celtic eleven eight. Aye, well that's two two evens, isn't it? Oh, blimey, my eleven eight's good for 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 uh, minus one Celtic. We can make of a couple of, <laughs> a couple of bob in that. Oh dear, I bet against your own team. Oh no. <laughs> Do you know right. what you could get? I'll be in Rovers Saturday morning for seventeen to one. Seventeen right. to one. <laughs> right, so Celtic minus one and Dundee United minus one. For the ten pound charity bet courtesy of McBookie, the good guys at McBookie. We've got fifty pound in the pot so far. And for we've got the first goal scorer. Are we sticking with John stick. Daly? I think we should. Yeah. Which game? Does it well, mean, I don't think we'll choose Air? tomorrow's. We won't oh, choose tomorrow's game. Rangers against Air, which I'll be at, actually. Right, so we'll go for John Daly, Rangers against Air. I'm going to stick my neck out and say that'll be 64. It seems to be the, the favourite odds for him. Yeah. 64, I'm guessing, from McBookie. So aye, that'll be good. Another aye, winning aye. weekend, hopefully, John. You're you're the, the lucky charm. Aye. Right, is there anything else you wanted to discuss this week? Uh, no, but my beer, I'll just get back to that. That was lovely. Aye. Good shout there, Johnny G. I like that one. Do you think we could but get we... a sponsorship deal with this foreign beer? Yeah. I don't know, I think so. The Germans like their beer. I don't know if they, if they like Scottish football, though. That's a problem. I'm not so sure. Because well, Tenants yeah. snubbed me, so... Forget Tenants. You want to go into the... Um, you want to go into the Williams Brothers, who've got a brewery in Alaba, and you know how we're always talking Alaba up. The guys, will pitch, the guys will pitch us in with a bit of sponsorship. No problem. Aye. Did you hear anything about the pies? We've not had any, any word in anyone letting us try any pies. Like, I'm quite not, disappointed in that. No pies have uh, been delivered to my door or to my inbox. I have been very disappointed. I've eagerly, almost <laughs> almost as eager as a beaver Aye. to I look at my inbox and that. Doesn't no. doesn't matter anyway if you get any pies today because you're not going to share them with Greg and me. We exactly. remember that. Eh? Exactly. With Greg Aye. and me, we've, don't you worry. If we get any pies, we'll be sharing them. With That's the rules. If I get sent some weird ale from this book from William Brothers, I'll share that. Williams Brothers, no Williams. William Brothers. Get the names right. Jeez, we can't get the name right. They're not going to sponsor if you can't get their name right. They're not going to give you what you Brothers. call it weird as well. That's not going to help. Like, <laughs> rewind, cut that bit out. Let's go back. The magic button so that, doesn't cut that, things out. That lovely Williams Brothers ale, like we would like some of that. I'm of that. I'm of that. Williams Brothers Midnight Sun right now. Midnight Sun. What Rich, are you having, Craig? Dark and spicy porter. Right. Well, a spicy porter. <laughs> Janet. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> game. Right. Have a guess, John. What I'm drinking right now. Have oh, a guess. Tenants. Tenants, correct. Uh, you can't have a dry podcast. It was well. I only only opened it after you mentioned that you were having a beer. I was having a cup oh, of tea to start with. Now I'm having pressure. a can of tea. Peer pressure. It's it's actually straight out of the box, but it's still quite good. That's you made cold. two jokes this week as well. Right. <laughs> jokes? I don't do jokes, John. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks for coming on again. Oh, we've not talk, talked about wrestling. We've missed out the wrestling. I know we've got a lot of viewers that like the wrestling chat. Right. Name a wrestler, and we'll discuss. Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. Brett the Hitman Hart. Do you know, Aye. I was reading about him, how the... Oh, there's a name for it. You know when he, he managed to lose his uh, title in Canada? I was reading the background about that. Aye, because he was leaving to go to is it WCW, and he was going to take the title with him, but Vince McMahon was having none of it. Oh, there's a name for it. I can't remember off the top of my head, but aye. Brett Hitman hat. He was quality with his glasses. He was my favourite. He was my favourite. The rapper the sharp Oh, aye. Get a sharpshooter on, and that was it. Aye, he was Game part over. of the British Heart Foundation as well, wasn't he? Not the British Heart Foundation, just the Heart Foundation. Oh, was it not? Oh, aye, the British Heart Foundation is something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, that was his partner. And his his daughter now was in the wrestling. Aye, I bet he didn't know that. I bet he didn't know that. Has no. she got a big beard? She's not. She's not got a big beard. No, she has quite a few. Something else. <laughs> um, I've, I've not seen that the other beard though. Um, but there's quite a few though now. I think in the wrestling that are kind of kids are the old stars. Mister Perfect, his son, he's in the wrestling. Curtis Atzo, and then do you remember Superfly Jimmy Snooker? 
Oh, I remember him very well. Ah, you remember him, I. His daughter, she's in the wrestling as well. Aye. Aye. Ah, he was good. He was he was in the WrestleMania just maybe two or three years ago, and he jumped no off the top. Way. Aye. Two or three years ago. Aye. It was uh, you know when it was a big anniversary, they had Rowdy Roddy Piper in the ring with him as well. Ah, he was looking pretty good, Roddy Piper. Snooker was the the keen one of the lot, jumping off the top rope. I still got it. The the name of the hitman incident was uh, Montreal Screwjob. It's a good read. There's a Wikipedia page about it. I just was reading sure that. You, just make sure you search the right thing. Do you know that it's almost as if I was doing research for the podcast when in fact I was just reading it because I was interested. Bye. Bye. It was good. I always wanted to know what had happened with that and, and I knew there was a bit of bad blood between him and Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, he was quality as well. What, what we should do is we should have a special Vince McMahon episode because he was good. Oh, I don't, I don't like Vince. No, no. I liked how he was a weedy guy and then one day he just turned up and he was solid. His daughter, his, his daughter runs the show now. Her and Triple H. Aye. Triple H, Stephanie McMahon there. Best for, what's best for business? Uh, Stephanie, aye. Right, Greg, do you switch off when we do the WWF chat? I just sit here in silence, man. <laughs> you, you, could be, you could be reading at the dictionary for all I know. What? It's a different, it's a generation thing, lads. It's a generation Hey, right, Greg, thing, I'll right? do the sharpshooter you know. to you at work tomorrow. Right? Yeah, you try it. <laughs> try it. I'm going to clothesline you. That's an old wrestling move. That's a proper uh, wrestling move. That's a Mick McManus move. No, no, that's him. rubbish. Spear him. Clothesline you, mate. Tag team you. Do the rock bottom. Who are you going to tag team me with? You, you, you've not got a tag team partner. I'm going to get wee John. <laughs> Who's wee John? John's been on the podcast before. Yeah. Aye. Aye. He, 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 you could maybe get him on the shoulders about like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, well thanks for up. coming on. And thanks for mentioning WWF, John. Because that's going to get me to, to look up more WWF chat. I know there's listeners that enjoy it. Yep. You're right. I'm, I'm, we're going to have to have a special WWF forum Aye. podcast. That. Right. But thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back Monday night next week. See you later. Cheers. Bye.